The room is dark, with barely enough light to cast the figure on the screen in silhouette, let alone illuminate it. His head, topped by two vague shapes that could be horns or ears, is either a helmet or fully metallic. A dull glow from some kind of grill or vent on his chest appears to be shining through cloth, implying that he is wearing conventional clothing. But the first thing you actually see is the wide, X-shaped visor that shines with a vivid crimson. The one comforting thing about the screen is the text reading HCN archive footage in the upper right corner. Today, I've launched my latest gift to the world, Raycat, the final word in nuclear deterrence. As the Americans and the Soviets stockpile warheads, I have placed my own collection on a fully automated, self-sustaining satellite that will carefully monitor both sides from orbit. If anyone down there tries to start World War III, well, I can guarantee they won't be around to finish it. So sleep safely in your beds, people of Earth, knowing that Pantherfaust is keeping your leaders in check. The screen cuts back to Barbara Castle, seated behind her desk at the HCN studio with, with a Pantherfaust Machines Collide graphic taking up a solid quarter of the screen. What you just saw is a broadcast from the supervillain Pantherfaust announcing his launch of the Raycat Doomsday device near the end of the Cold War. Though its main weapons were never fired, it was a looming threat for decades, until two days ago when it unexpectedly broke orbit and collided with Scratch, another Pantherfaust invention. The screen cuts to the smoldering remains of Scratch and Raycat, and the trail of destruction trailing off behind. It is not yet known why it broke its decades-long vigil to deliver mutually assured destruction to its fellow war machine. HCN has already reached out to Aegis and Titan Industries for information. However, one thing we do know about the collision is that it would have destroyed Halcyon City if it wasn't for the quick intervention of Starcross, one of the new wave. In an incredible display of reflexes, the star-powered heroine was able to contain the resulting explosion in a stable, miniature black hole. The screen now shows phone camera footage of the explosion being deleted. The camera jostles as its owner stumbles backwards in shock, but then hurriedly zooms in on Juno as it becomes clear what happened. The new wave had already been in the public eye thanks to Gorox the Vanquisher's Hero Review, where they did combat on and eventually disabled his warship, again thanks to Starcross's exceptional power. Some people now consider her to be one of Halcyon City's most promising young superheroes. We cut back to Barbara Castle in the newsroom. In other words, tomorrow's Christmas parade is slated to be on schedule despite rerouting to avoid damaged streets, as many Halcyon citizens will. The screen cuts with a harsh burst of static. Once again, we see a strange man addressing the camera, but this time the footage is live. I'm going to need just a moment to tune this voice. <laughs> Hello there, Halcyon. <sighs> I'll, I'll just roll with it. Whatever comes most naturally is the one that'll be easier to do for a long period of time. Hey there, Halcyon City. Good Christmas tidings from the one and only Don Cumulus. Cumulus is a broad-shouldered, heavy-set man dressed in a well-tailored pinstripe suit and a glass fishbowl helmet, which is filled with roiling clouds. The helmet has a little spigot with a cigar stogie stuck into it, and it wobbles when he speaks. In the spirit of the season, I want to offer you something truly special. A white Christmas. 
See, my boys in the back room have hooked up the best weather control machine on the market, and they've calibrated the perfect holiday weather. Cold enough to snow but not freeze any pipes, with big fluffy flakes all day long that'll shovel real easy and make perfect snowballs. Now, I ain't Santa Claus, so this Christmas miracle is going to cost you $5 million. I don't know about you, but I think it's a real steal, especially since, well, he takes a drag on his cigar. It's not like I got this weather machine to not control the weather, right? So the alternative is the darkest, windiest, rainiest Christmas you've ever seen. So make sure your kids have a Christmas worth remembering and pay the dawn. Oh, and to my old business associate, the immortal, just stay out of this one, pal. I know you. You don't even celebrate Christmas, and I respect that. But this is between me and my fellow practitioners, okay? Welcome back to Big Gay Nerds Playing Masks A New Generation. Oh. Oh man, G- uh, Jenny, um, you are going to have to edit or mute my hyena-esque laughter during uh, several parts of the of the dog cumulus intro. Uh, I th- yeah, I think Discord might have cut some of that out. Oh yeah, Discord totally deleted it. Yeah, d- d- uh-huh. Discord Discord absolutely deletes my hyena shrieks. But I promise you, when you listen to this raw, you will hear them. Oh, okay, my excellent. God. I I do also. Bef- okay, so hi. I'm your GM and master of ceremonies and editor and founder of the show, Jenny. My pronouns are she and her. Um, joining me today, we have uh, Jonix, who I have to give credit to for the invention of Don Cumulus. Yes, Don <laughs> Cumulus. My goodness. Anyways, hi, I'm Jonix. Uh, my pronouns are they, them. Uh, I'm playing Pate, uh, who is the uh, the playbook of the bull. And yes, I, uh, Don Cumulus comes from our C issue X episodes. If oh, I'm not right. oh, great! I, I, I honestly I com- forgot. I completely I honestly forgot, forgot he was in that. <laughs> I, I remembered you. I, I, I remember you talking. To, I remember you talking. you was, coming up in like our conversations. But maybe that's what it was. I could have sworn it was a CSUX thing. I'll, I'll have, I'll have to, to go back, back and check. I was. Wh- wh- how I remember it is because we were brainstorming shit to throw at Pate. With like weird superhero stuff, and like that's where the crime wave came from. And Don that, Cumulus is one of the ones that didn't like make the cut at I the time. I kind of sworn that Don Cumulus fought the fought the Scarlet Macaw, but I might be wrong. He probably did at some point. You know, he's a like we've fleshed out a guy who's a little bit of like a midweight street to higher level villain. I, so I, he's yeah. versatile. The, the way you described him before the fishbowl helmet, but with the image I get from like how you described him, and then also his voice is I'm just imagining Wide Whale from like season six oh, and seven yeah. Adventure Brothers. That's a that's a good that's a good basis point. Uh, anyway, moving on, we also have uh, we also have Ellie. Hello, I'm Ellie. Pronouns are she, they. I am playing Luke Byrne, Photon Boy. Playbook is The Innocent, and uh, he is a speedster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah. She, her. Um, I'm playing Juno, a.k.a. Starcross, the Nova. And as mentioned in the intro, uh, she has cool space powers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and we have Saturn. Hi, I'm Saturn, they, them. You can find my socials and contact information at mystery.systems. And I'm playing the Pink Panzer, a.k.a. Peppa, who is a robot catboy girl. And mm-hmm. is the brain playbook. Yeah. And it's also um, the same person as, like, half of the weird robot villains mentioned in that news broadcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, you know, both robots and also maybe the, the mysterious figure. Yeah. So that, I don't know... <laughs> 
there's certainly a lot more uh, spotlight being put on. Well, we'll we'll deal with that stuff in the actual in the actual game. Okay. But um, so uh, we're jumping back into things uh, exactly when like okay. So I think the only place to pick up right now is with the immortal speeding to the scene of the crime <laughs> with Don Cumulus's plot. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me. Okay. Um, so, uh, so Pay- we've talked a we've talked a bit about like, does the immortal have or not have some kind of vehicle? You know, right? Um, and I don't think like I think I think we've mostly like leaned on the side of not. But it it just recently occurred to me that if he needs to get around somewhere fast, there's there's one thing that does suit him. I think he has a horse. Sure. Oh hell yeah. Absolutely. So, um, he has got this. So you are racing through, through, not exactly like the streets of Halcyon City. I have to like so Halcyon is like a city, but I have to imagine it has less like developed areas too. Um, and I'm specifically thinking about how in like a lot of superhero stuff there will be like labs or like buildings or whatever in like kind of the outskirts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I think that's like a so, convenient mountain or exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm specifically thinking, so I recently started watching Batman beyond <laughs> and there's the, and like in that Gotham is a big, like fucking cyberpunk metropolis, but there's still just like a, there's, it's still just got like a weird sort of like hinterland where Wayne Manor is. Like the surrounding area of Wayne Manor is exactly the same as it's always looked, which is kind of lightly forested, you know? Sure. Because yeah, you know um, Bruce owns all that. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. So, like, so- sort of similar vibes. You are, go- um, that's the sort of area you're streaking through. He's He's got his horse. I don't know the horse's name. I was I didn't say, can, think I ask through a, can I ask a really stupid question? Mm-hmm. Is it an immortal horse also, or is okay. he like raising horses? Like, like that is like on that's regular. exactly he has been he has been cultivating this like bloodline of cool horses for like a thousand years. Uh, so he is like, so, like he's like a palatial like dynasty of Janissary horses who are just yeah, bred, exactly. for, bred for his specific use. Exactly. Yeah. Sick. Um, what a chat. Um, Good for him. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's a really cool horse. It is and is able to easily support both you and uh Pate is like riding in the back. Like okay. it it's it it's you know, it's a sizable horse. Um Yeah, it's a big fucking horse. Mhm. Um and uh yeah, I think it's <laughs> sorry, just I don't know if it's like if it literally is like a somehow a draft horse sized race horse, or if it is just drawn in a very imposing way, it's like if it's like bigger than it actually would be, you know. Anyway, um, I'm in kind of an artistic mindset with that right now. So, um, so you're Sorry, racing towards, fence. yeah, um, yeah. This is a real king of horses you got going <laughs> on here. So you're racing towards like what uh, like the like location where you know that that Don Cumulus has got his whole weather set up for uh, holding Christmas hostage and um, and you know it is kind of like lightly snowing right now but who knows how long that will last um, and Pate how, how 
And how, how's Pate doing? Uh, for one thing, it is Christmas Eve and you're not hanging out with your boyfriend. Uh, so that's that's an issue. <laughs> yeah, lame. Lame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty lame. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only just found out what Christmas is and now I can't even do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta go save it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, she, you know, she's bummed about that, but also she knows that duty calls, and so, uh, she, you know, her head's in the game. She's she's here for it. Uh, she, I think she's a little curious about what the Don said on the the broadcast, though. Oh, okay. Uh, which is, do uh, you, you know this person, the, this Don Cumulus? Oh yes, he's a. Obviously, he's not my anything close to being an arch nemesis. There's obviously Dracula right there, but <laughs> he's been a. I don't like to put it in the same way he does, but it, there's no denying that he's been a somewhat stable member of my quote unquote rogues gallery. There are people that I fight a lot, and he's one of them. And as supervillains go, Obviously, I'm in, I'm in no way obligated to hand it to him, but he is, as you've seen, somewhat of a professional. <laughs> it seems like you just smash the fishbowl and he'd just go away, but... Well, okay. there's, the tri- there's the trick to it. You can smash the fishbowl and he just goes away, but you can't bring him to justice that way. He just re-enters the water system and he's back un- under a month. <laughs> I just had a really big fan. <laughs> it's I've I've tried. There's been a number of times I've, tried I've had sponges, to pull out. I've tried vacuums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, don't ask me about the time I tried toking him. <laughs> like the, I, and I feel like at, at, at this point they're like the bottom of the panel is like littered with C issue XX yeah. <laughs> like just different boxes um, yeah um, incidentally I have to do a side Ellie recently showed me a page from a Spawn comic where it literally says for more information about this read like the next like, issue this will be re- yeah exactly like to like reference issue to come and it's like dude that's not how it works <laughs> um anyway um but, but yeah I, th- I i think like how this plays out is like every time you get a big don cumulus story there's like a thing that's like oh i can't beat him but i'm going to learn something about science that lets me beat him but it never sticks yeah, details of this in a future issue, Todd. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> thanks, Todd. <laughs> um, Microsoft's gonna make it so you can't work on the next game, Todd. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so uh, that's basic. That's what it boils down to. Like, if you had been someone who had been reading this comic book for long enough, the thing about the thing about Don Cumulus is. He's not the biggest fish in the pond, but damn it, he fucking puts his work in. He is, <laughs> he is a reliable villain. And as demonstrated, he sort of straddles the line between, like, big gimmicky caped guy and just, like, just like a crime boss, you know? Yeah, it feels right. like if, like, the Mysterio and the Kingpin were the same guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, li- it's a little bit like that. You know what? I don't think he'll come... Um, it'll probably come up in a little bit, but um, his goons are called Weathermen. Oh, great. Uh, of course. 
But also, they're just goons, you know. They don't have costumes or anything. They're just well-dressed criminals. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, have, they have like a little. They have like a little lapel that's like a little yeah. lapel pin that's like a cloud. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. Oh, um, great. So yeah. Um, so I guess how do you respond to that? Like, what do you think about this whole like the weird thing where you wind up like just having a relationship with an antagonist like that? Um, I mean, she's. She's used to it at this point, what with the uh, the the alternatives, but she really mm. kind of worked to keep them in in her life. So I think I think she's she doesn't really get the um, the like the the idea of of someone who hates you coming back into your life to like make your life miserable. It hasn't really <laughs> happened yet for her. Yeah, she's she's more trying to make everyone friends. Gotcha. She doesn't have any okay. professional haters yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. That is true. It's <laughs> it's tricky when you've got fucking fucking Pippa around pulling aggro all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Pippa, by dint of being like ten other people, has so many inherited professional haters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every time, every time Pippa kills a nine life, the, the she has to take responsibility for all that departed nine lives professional haters. God, ah, uh, um, yeah, we'll probably be dealing with that pretty soon. <laughs> Yippee! What? Yippee! <laughs> um, as like Pate thinks over this over, you wind up like this is not. This is not something that is, like, the whole story. Like, you're writing, and then, like, I think the next page you're, like, there, you know? Right. I think um, I think this is, like, I'm trying to think about what this place is. I think it's, oh, it's an abandoned observatory. Classic, you know? Yeah. Classic. Um, yeah. And um, it, they've got the... They've got the weather control machine, like, set up in place of the telescope and, you know, aimed to be able to, you know, fire out the the thing that opens up the hatch, whatever the hell it's called. Um, it's just like a, you know, picture, picture like a sci-fi ray that controls the weather. That's what it looks like. It's, they, they weren't exactly like, they they weren't going for originality (laughs) here. This is a tried and true. Like they said, they bought it. They didn't like invent it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, we, like we cut to like, like, like you kick open the door, the place is full of weathermen who, again, are just guys with suits, and, you know, they're running at you, and, like, this isn't something you gotta make a roll for, you know? These are goons. So, like, they're they're running at you, and the immortal is, like, he, like, has his spear, but he's not, like, stabbing anyone with it. He's just, like, swinging it so that people get, like, clotheslined with it, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, this is, like, tripping people him. like Star Trek and stuff. We're pivoting exactly. to exalted rules where since they're <laughs> goons, the dice you roll isn't the amount of damage you do, but how many of them you <laughs> defeat in one strike. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, I am actually what is we've never seen Pate in this kind of scenario, actually, her fighting like groups. Um what what's Pate look like doing this? Um so so yeah, uh Pate is kind of doing you know how like um you know how, like, when you're a little kid and there's a bigger kid that's, that can, like, met, like throw around the little kids? You know what I mean? Like, like, uh-huh. yeah, like someone's older brother shows up and, like, picks <laughs> someone up by the, the armpits and, like, swings them around and stuff? It's like that. Like, <laughs> oh, my like, God. She's, like, 
you know, she's like conking heads together. She's like <laughs> swinging a guy around by his leg, and he's hitting another guy. You know, people are just f- going flying, and uh, it, it's lots of <laughs> lots of grappling, lots of throwing. Yeah, I think this is actually. Um, I'm having a fun mental image here where you've got like a series of like long rectangular panels, like where like the top one. You're on the far left side of the panel, and there's a whole bunch of guys. And then in each successive panel, you're like moving from left to right, you know, and maybe having a conversation as you do it. Sure. Um, and maybe, and maybe this is actually how the the chat about like your conversation about Don Cumulus plays out. You know, you're just talking while you're fighting these guys. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I really like that. Um, so. Um, so you've like fought your way through them and like as you uh like reached the end like it's sort of in like the central dais where there's a bunch of like slightly like brainier looking uh goons like gathered around the weather control machine and then there's you know Don Cumulus standing there and he's you know he's a sizable guy one of the reference points you gave for him was a uh, blockbuster from dc if i recall correctly oh yeah yeah who i looked up this guy's had a lot of different looks he sure but he is like but he one of the big deals is that he is big i had been picturing him for a brief time going for the classic sort of object head approach of having a skinny body but then like you know a big weird head but now i really like the idea of him you know being built in more of the kingpin wide whale type uh way anyway so um yeah, like you, you bust past the last of the guys, and the immortal just kind of like threateningly points his spear at him, and he's like, "What's a good? What what do you say to this guy?" Is the thing. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Oh, um, okay. So here's the thing: is that the immortal probably has some some like weather pun. <laughs> ready for him, right? I mean, he's got. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like, you know, uh, uh, oh shit, something like. <laughs> it's got. It's it's got to be like it's you know, uh, it's gonna be uh, uh, partially partially cloudy with a with a chance of jail for you or something. <laughs> like that. Yeah, that'll. <laughs> That yeah, it'll be like here's a forecast, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, Don Cumulus is sort of like, oh no, it's the immortal, and he brought his spunky new sidekick with him. I'm completely screwed because I don't have some kind of young ward backing me up. Oh wait a second, I do. Junior, get out here. Oh no. And um, fog starts to roll in. Uh, from n- nowhere you can see, like, there's this, like, it just builds up around your ankles and, like, starts to rise and, like, coalesce uh, next to Don Cumulus. And standing there is a young man with, like, very pale skin and, like, platinum blonde hair and uh, almost statuesquely uh, handsome yes! features. <laughs> um, dressed in, like, like a clean press, like, button-up shirt and, like, slacks and dark, you know, and, like, nice shoes. And um, Don Cumulus... And, like, Don Cumulus, like, proudly, like, extends an arm, like, 
Say hello to Don Jr., DJ, here to back up his old man. <laughs> and uh, this is someone who you would normally know as Vaporwave of the Alternatives. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> um, and he's more miserable than you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no, he, he he just got, if nothing else, a three-letter grade name downgrade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, and as he sees Pate, he is immediately filled. He immediately gets this, like, like, he, like, I, well, I said he's, I said he looks miserable. He, at first he sort of looks like someone who, like, is like, okay, I'm not happy to be here, but you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the thing. Um, and then he sees Pate and, like, he's already, like, he can't get paler than he already is, but, like, he like blanches. And suddenly has this intense look of like, oh shit! And it's it goes, not it goes from pa- red white to blue white, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly. Um, and uh, Pate has seen this expression in his eyes before when Luke's <laughs> at work and someone tells her she has more things to copy. It's an expression that says, "Please kill me now." <laughs> yeah, and so basically, like, um. And I guess, like, so this is the moment where, like, the supervillain fight is about to pop off. Um, Junior, or Vaporwave, however we're referring to him here, um, is a little bit, like, shocked by this. But, it like, it, you know how this is going to play out, right? There's the two here, there's the villain and the hero, and then they have their, you know, mini-me's. You know how this fight's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. So, gotta... Pate... So, so yeah, like, Pate, how, like, I guess, do you, like, how, how do you react to the situation? Oh my gosh, well, um, <laughs> I think she, she, like, gasps and she points. <laughs> Vaporwave? <laughs> he, oh my god. Oh, oh girl, you are the worst. <laughs> you can't, you can't. You can't out vaporwave in front of his dad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she can't yeah. help it. Yeah, I think that. Um, uh, I think like uh, you hold, hold on, Don hold, hold Jr. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Um, oh shit! I remember when my little cat boyfriend sucked you up in his vacuum pack. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'm trying to think. Um, I hmm. I'm trying to think because he's You're he's an NPC. He can't take a powerful blow. Um. How. <laughs> um, However, um, I'm trying to figure out if this is actually a role you're doing here or if it's just going to inform what happens next. Um, <laughs> um, I, well, let's see. Um, it could be considered provoking or... No, probably not. <laughs> um, yeah, not unless you had a specific thing in mind you yeah. wanted to achieve through that. I think that. I think that what happens is... Okay, like, there's, like, a sequence of three things. Like... The, like... Don Cumil sort of turns to him, and you can only tell that because the front of his face is the part that has the cigar sticking out of it. You know? <laughs> he like, he like, tur- like turns and sort of like tilts his head. Um, Vaporwave launches himself towards you. You are like, and like, um, 
<laughs> I, I think that what happens is he, he like launches himself towards you and like um he I, I think he, he does like the like the scary like like particle based villain move that I don't think he's ever done before, which is he just like shoves his entire fist like in into your face and like starts choking you. Um oh, cool. And uh while like and uh while uh Don Cumulus is distracted, um uh uh the immortal just jumps him and the, the and the fight breaks out so you are now like the, the the fight is happening um there and 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 while this is happening goons are probably jumping in every now and then and just getting swatted away you know right. but like yeah uh so pate you're entering battle not with your friends um would Does now that be mean a fun dramatic a mummy cloud to <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, does oh. the, would this oh would this be a funny place to cut or should we keep up with this? I I think it's a, a great place to cut. Yeah, that's um, okay. Sounds right. Gotcha. All right then, Luke. Um, so it is Christmas Eve and your girlfriend got called away for work, which is lame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you like like you were probably like hanging out and like and she got a call like <laughs> like if i remember like, right oh, you were like out. making out in, on the couch and causing problems <laughs> I think it, for our roommates <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. i th- i think it i that was, believe that was it's like, like a, a di- couple days ago was it okay yeah, it, Sorry. it was a couple days ago you might have still been doing that <laughs> either either probably way not presumably the same, uh, stretch yeah yeah uh, like like she got like a little phone like just hanging out and she got a phone call it's like Don Humulus is holding Christmas hostage um <laughs> see I thought the you last had, you episodes had, there was a, were there, a lot closer to Christmas that's my bad there was a bit <laughs> where you had to explain to her like no there's just a cr- phrasing Christmas isn't actually also a person it is just the day yeah <laughs> um so yeah that has happened and so um are you so I guess there's sort of two modes based on where we left uh Luke last time. Mm-hmm. Um are you kind of like moping about as a result of that, or are you trying to distract yourself by throwing yourself into the um the Lady Photon search? Okay. Yeah, Luke wants to if he's if he does have free time, he wants to spend it trying to track down Lady Photon. And I'm okay. trying to remember, have uh, Saturn, have, has Luke already talked to Pippa about like, like building like some sort of detector or tracking device? Ooh. I don't think that I don't think Luke has mentioned that yet. Okay, I, great. I don't think it's come up yet. But I, okay. I, I, I will say at least, if depending on what like, if that's something you think that they would have talked to about, like that's something Pippa would definitely be willing to help with, obviously. But yeah. I don't know if we would have had the opportunity to do anything like that yet. I did. Okay. I didn't remember. If it had come up before, but it, we've been playing this for so long that I mm-hmm. right. want, wanted to see if that uh, jogged anything in your memory. So, yeah. Um, well, since we have a resident uh, robot cat person, uh, I'm going to go ask the brain to like invent something for me, <laughs> as you do when you have okay. a brainiac around. That sounds like something that might actually... Um, that might... That sounds like a move. Is oh, a yeah? thing like sounds like a I'll make a move. I, well, I think the thing is, it sounds like it might be a Pippa move. Um, because you've 
I'm trying to remember. You've got the workshop thing. I do. I have sanctuary. Right. So I forget. I know I've toyed with this before, but I'm trying to remember if the way I did it before was just custom or if it's something that's built in as like Uh, an existing move. There is a built-in thing. I will paste it in uh, the gameplay. uh, Okay, cool. Chat. Discord might break the formatting on this a little bit, but... Oh, it looks surprisingly good, if not the one bit that's italic for some reason, but... So, let's see. When you call upon the resources of your sanctuary to solve a problem, say what you want to do. The GM will give you one to four conditions you must fulfill to complete your solution. First, you must... Blank. You'll need help from... Blank. You and your team will risk danger from... Blank. The best you can do is a lesser version, unreliable and limited... You'll need to mark one box on your Doom track, which doesn't exist for Pippa, mm-hmm. or you'll have to obtain blank. So last, you'll remember the last time this came up was when we did a, it, it was in the form of a love letter thing about trying yeah, to find a way right. to beat Mark Four, and it turned, so that's what forced her to uh, deal with uh, Titantron to do that, and it also introduced the whole, if you wanted to do this without uh, bring in your moment of truth. It'll be like th- that. That'll cost you like a nuke. You'll need to obtain that somehow. <laughs> yeah, at, uh, at a certain point, it was like, well, it's going to be easier doing this horrible, yeah. risky thing that might make everyone hate me, or finding a way to steal nuclear material and not get thrown <laughs> in jail forever. Yeah. <laughs> so sounds good. I'm ready to get into problems. Yeah, um, there's a lot, there's some good options here. I want to make this one relatively simple. Like, I don't want this to be something that you're potentially spending, like, a whole arc trying to work out, you know? Right, it is is ultimately like a tracker, you know, it's not like a particularly complicated device. Yeah, um, let's see, part of me almost wishes that this was like a role, you know, to like determine... We could also um, just do it as a role if you wanted to, like, because I could, that would be like a thing of like, what we could do is because I still have, uh, I still have always prepared, which is my, my gadgeteer thing, right? And that mm-hmm. would be effectively me doing a powers role, like a release your powers, except using a stat that's way worse than what mine normally is. Oh, uh, um, so like we could we could just do like if you don't want to mess with the with actually that being a thing we could just do a like two d six minus one and like have a due degree of success based on how that shakes out or something. Okay, so actually, you know what? Instead, I'm going to offer you an option. Sure. Um. So um, basically, as you're tinkering around with this idea, like workshopping things, I think like probably a lot of it just comes down to like trying to get like a baseline reading from Luke, you know? Um, I think um, you realize that uh, if you're going to do this, you're going to need um, uh, one of two things. Either the best you can do is a limited version, unreliable is a lesser version, unreliable and limited, which will mean it won't be very like, it won't necessarily be very precise in tracking her and and to be clear i think the mechanism is the of this is like when you said like a tracker thing is this like oh i'm picking up her energy signatures sort of a situation yeah like i figure there's some sort of uh 
some some sort of particles put off by doing super speed and energy manipulation things that uh or, or at least Luke is hoping so. Uh he's not he's not a physicist or anything. Right, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lesser version unreliable and limited which I think I would roughly present that as a matter of like you can tell like a general area but like you know if if you were in like the same it would you definitely be able to know if you were in like the same building as her, but you would not be able to say what like room or even floor. Um, alternatively, you'll need help from Photon Man because oh. he's got additional material and experience that he would be able to use to fine tune this sort of thing. Um, yeah. On the other hand, he's your shitty dad. Yeah. So, uh, I, I feel like. I mean, I don't know if if when when Pippa and Luke have this conversation, right? But I think that is basically what what Pippa relays. Like, I could probably do a really simple version, just like keying it to some to uh, insert science gobbledygook here that uh, <laughs> I haven't I had I hadn't really thought of in that much in the last thirty seconds. I would be able to make a better one, but I would probably need you to talk to that. Uh, uh, Senator Grumpstein that you uh, <laughs> hang out with uh, and see if he has any, you know, mm. similar photon bits that I can uh, use to strengthen it. Oh, boy. Uh, you know, I don't really want to bring him on to this one. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd like. I, I think I like to keep this just uh, between us. Uh, I think if I can get close enough, I can, uh, you know, I can find her from there, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, and I think I think uh, what I, I I think it would just be a simple like. All right. Well, what I did is uh, keyed this tracker to like uh, I don't know like what's a good one like. Uh, it's like a blue shift detector or something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like oh, it, yeah. no, like it, 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 it pings when things are uh, are doing uh, laws of physics violating speedster shit within like <laughs> a, a kind of narrow proximity. Oh, perfect! That sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is? How do you like? Is this like a cool like little watch? Is it like some? Is it like <laughs> something that could like be incorporated into like Luke's like goggles or something? Uh, I don't think it would be goggles. I think it would be a watch because it's just like, I think especially for the thing that we're going for, like it is the most uh, rough and ready kind of uh, version of this. Like it is a, like it is like, I think what it is is it's literally there's like a little uh, like wording on there suggests that's a that that is like a stock technical prototype watch model, <laughs> right? That Pippa gotcha. uses for other things like this. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Yeah. So, um, Luke has got that. So, are you just going to use that to try and like track her down? And also, is Pippa going to like like Pippa? Um, are you going to maybe join in on this, or are, have you got your own things that you're going to be breaking off to work on? Uh, it's Christmas Eve, and uh, you know, Pip- Pippa has someone they would like to spend Christmas Eve with, so they're oh, probably yeah, going to. to- <laughs> try and figure that out before anything else oh your okay. your, your girlfriend isn't off with an immortal older man 
don't have to worry about that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, 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 character, oh, of course. <laughs> just, like, just imagining the, the fucking gag comic panel of just, people just going, oh, Luke, don't worry. There's absolutely no way in hell anything's happening there. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's uh, a man from the ancient world. I know how fucking warrior mentorships work. <laughs> he's a thousand, look, he's a thousand-year-old Persian with his own custom breed of horses. He is not interested in women. I'm sorry. Okay? I don't know how to. T- I, I'm just being blunt here, Luke. All right. God. Okay. Uh, thank, so. thank you for the tracker thing. I'll uh, let you know how this goes. Yeah. Uh, okay. if, it, if, it, if it breaks, I'll print you another one. Uh, be gentle with it. It's a stock model, so it's not designed to, uh, you know put up with a whole lot of abuse. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I've been thinking about how you'd use this, and if it, like, mostly is, like, triggered by proximity, you have the advantage of being able to just cover a shit ton of ground very quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I think, yeah, if you want to just go out on the hunt, I think that might actually be an assess the situation. Okay. I like or that. unleash your powers. I think that... Because that that would count as extending. Well, it, I guess the sense extending is already handled by this thing. I think assess the situation is good because then, like you know, obviously, like just finding her with the thing—that's what the thing is for, you yeah. know. But like with this role, we can work some other like narrative information in with it. Okay, so this is good. Um, Luke has a superior of zero, and he is presently guilty, so he's got a minus two. Oh. No, no, that's good. Let's let's build some character here. 2d6 minus 2. We got an 8. Still pretty good. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. So, um, ask one. What can I... What here can I use to blank? What here is the biggest threat? What here is in the greatest danger? Who here is the most vulnerable to me? And how do we best end this quickly? And you will take plus one while answering on the answer. Now, honestly, most of those could be used to answer the question, where is Lady Photon? But, like, mm-hmm. which one you pick, I think, will heavily inform, like, how the answer plays out. Which gotcha. I like. Ooh. Um, I pick, what here is in the greatest danger? Okay, excellent. All right. I need, so, I need um, Luke problems all the time. <laughs> All right, so you're zipping around. I think we have, like, I think the way this pans out, I like the idea of a couple of panels of, like, Luke is standing still just looking at the watch, but in, like, a different location each time, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, he's on a street corner. He's on the top of a building. He's, you know, something comical. Like, he's standing next to a guy who's, like, spinning a sign, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I assume, would you be in costume given that, like, you know, you're using super speed and stuff. Yeah. Or are you trying to be more? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gonna gonna be in uh, Photon Boy regalia. Gotcha. I forget if it came up last time. Do you have like a cold weather version of that? Ooh. I feel. Yeah, I feel this, like, definitely I, have I a puffy like... jacket version, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, like no, I feel like you definitely have a puppy, just a puffy jacket over like a, a <laughs> mm-hmm. normal version. That, that's very, that's very nineties, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's no, my yeah, legs that's... aren't cold. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. <laughs> Like on a, on one hand, I, I feel like I feel like yeah. Pippa would have made people cold weather versions if they requested. But also, I love the idea mm-hmm. that Luke is like, "No, nah, I don't need a cold weather version." Be fine. <laughs> yeah. 
I'll put some Uggs on. <laughs> I forget whether or not Impulse had a jacket over this deal. I, mm, he definitely I, had to at some point. I can definitely see it in my mind's eye. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> he has the vibes, even if it... Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so you're zipping around, and um, you actually wind up getting some ping, ping, ping um, oh. while you are in um, an industrial district, which is actually, I think, I think it's sort of funny. Like you take off like real fast in one direction from your base, but like after zipping around a couple times, you wind up at a location that's not wildly far from uh, like where your headquarters are. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we established before that the, that the, um, at the sort of neighborhood that the stadium is in is like a it's not like it's not like bad but it's sort of a it's a little urban decay-ish you know Mm -hmm. and it's right next to some to like you know a lot of big industrial parks and stuff they got you know they they got just big old like chemistry vats you know (laughs) i don't know the name they got steel girder factories they've got mattress factories that you can have (laughs) exactly The mattress yeah, factory got... is, in fact, actually just a front for people <laughs> to have their their superhero fights in, and like, but you know, they're older heroes; they don't want to dislocate a hip. Or anything. You've got vats of acid incorporated, um, right? It, yeah, um, <laughs> you've got you've got big evil creatures wholesalers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this listen this 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 neighborhood has seen some shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you get the ping and so you start like looking around and as you are like zipping around and like you know doing the whole hot cold thing um you find yourself at one of the more sort of like high-end facilities there that is labeled um let's see what's a good what's a good uh name for this um I think it's just called like Halcyon City Synthetics or something like that. Mm-hmm. And their whole deal is like doing fancy, you know, synthetic chemicals and stuff. I think they've got like a, like one of their big things that they've been advertising recently has been just like, hey, you don't gotta like get diamonds out of the ground in conflict areas. Uh, you can just make them. It's pretty easy, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, and so like they've, they've got one of their like, uh, like production labs or whatever here, and I, you notice that like up on a high floor there is in fact a like very clear hole in one of the windows. So uh, what's in the most danger here? Uh, this building apparently, oh. or like the people inside of it. You don't know her exact. You don't have the exact details, but like it seems like she is up to something here. I okay. want to imagine this company is owned by a reformed villain who used to, ironically <laughs> enough, go by the name Blood Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realized there was a better way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Luke will uh, think. Think. Like, oh, well, I uh, better check that out as a superhero. All right. Are you just going to like zip in through the same hole that she presumably went in through, or are you gonna like go to their front door and be like, "Hey, I think that think my <laughs> think um, this person who might I'm, be connected to me is in there somehow." I'm going to investigate the entry point on this breaking and entering. That okay, seems gotcha. 
So uh, yeah, I guess uh, zip up the side of the building inside the uh, opened hole and uh, you know look around inside, see if there's any alarms going off, uh, smoke, havoc. Okay. I think, yeah, I think what happens is, like, you zip in and, like, the first thing you see is, like, you're in, like, this, you're in, like, a hallway, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and it's sort of, like, this isn't actually, like, a big sort of, like, pipes and hydraulic presses thing. This seems, like, at least up here, it's more in, like, an actual, like, kind of labs situation. Um, and so there's a hallway with, like, a, you know, a bunch of, you know, doors leading to various laboratories off the sides, but, um... Uh, like the first thing you see is like one like I guess yeah there's definitely broken glass from the door from the window being broken from the outside Mm -hmm. and there is a a security guard slumped against a wall oh uh, Luke will check on the security guard he is unconscious Um, okay but not not hurt too bad like um I'm he like not, you're not a forensic no specialist or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. He like he looks however someone looks after someone like sort of karate chops them in the shoulder and that makes you go unconscious, uh, you know. Yeah, um, comic book got knocked out. Yeah. The guard. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Luke exactly. breathes a sigh yeah. of relief. It's like okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's not he's not real world knocked out. So yeah. he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh Luke will creep along. It's like God, what are you doing in here? Yeah, and so I think, um, I think, yeah, you like go down the hallway, you turn a corner. There's a there's an unconscious scientist this time, and so you just I think you're just like finding a, (laughs) just like following like a breadcrumb trail of just like knocked out people, like so like someone has been playing like Hitman in here. Yeah. Which okay. is not a good sign, given... Yeah. yeah, Luke picks up the pace and, like, starts, like, just moving a little quicker. It's like, what are you up to, Luca? Yeah. <laughs> I think, um... And I think, like, you turn... And, like, after you turn the next corner, you see the one of the labs has, uh... Uh, as the door, like, hanging open. And, like, you know, you know, presumably, looking at that... Um, that something is up. And so, like, you run in there, turn the corner, and so what you see is, like, this... You've got a laboratory with, like, a bunch of just, you know, computers and, like, an analysis equipment or whatever arrayed around the edges. But, like, in the middle, there is... This is all arrayed around, like, this, like, glass cylinder about the size of, like... I'm trying to think about what the size of this is, because uh, <laughs> we don't deal with many cylinders in our life. You know, it's like a small <laughs> trash bin. You know, about that size, something you can fit under your desk, but is still like not tiny. You a know, couple, a couple yeah. gallons. Yeah, um, it is like a, a wastebasket. Yeah, and uh, this cylinder has a uh, like a fractal and very pretty looking crystal in it, um, and it like and has just like a bunch and is hooked up you know to a bunch of like you know little computer terminals and stuff so clearly that this is the thing being worked on um there are in fact just a bunch of unconscious scientists laying around and uh luca is like in the process of reaching for it okay 
Like, Luca, I thought your goals were a little more high-minded than stealing from laboratories. Ooh, okay. Uh, is that just opening, or are you trying to, like, provoke or something? Uh, could be just... an ass- it could be an assess. Um, I'm okay with, like, I- I'm just trying, sorry. I don't um, see. Like, don't it's really okay if this is just. for, for, to provoke her to do anything. It could be, like, a pierce the mask or an assess the situation, yeah. Or just an gotcha. opening. Okay. Um... Yeah, actually, this does seem pretty good for a Pierce the Mask, you know? Like, you're trying to... Like, you're opening up with that in the hopes that you will get her to reveal what is up with this. Exactly. Yeah, okay. So do a Pierce the Mask and uh, roll with a plus one, because I think that 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 counts as following through on your assessing the situation. Cool. Okay. And I got a mundane, a plus two for a total of plus three. Oh, nice. And roll the seven. That total is ten. Cool. Okay, nice. Okay. Um oh, so you can you can ask three, yeah, geez. Um and so those options are what are you really planning? What do you want me to do? What do you intend to do? How could I get your character to plank or how do I gain influence over you? Okay, so the first one and the most direct is what are you really planning? That's the main one. Mm-hmm. Um uh, what do you intend to do and how could I get your character to like talk to me okay gotcha hmm i'll need a minute to stew on this because i think i think i know the answer to all of those questions like right off the bat i just Mm -hmm. need to think about like which or what um i'm also trying to figure out the difference between what are you really planning and what do you (laughs) intend to do yeah you know Um, it's kind of weird they're both on there um i could swap the second one out to what do you want me to do I am curious um, about that as well. I think what you intend to do, I think there may be like one is more immediate than the other. So I'm good to stick with that unless you want to, unless you would rather get that. They just might wind up kind of wrapped into each other is all. Um, yeah. That's so okay. what are you really planning? What do you want me to do? And how could I get your character to talk to me? Okay. All right then. Um, so the funny thing is you get the answer to your first question when she just takes a hold of the cylinder and lifts it up. Uh-huh. Um, and there's an alert that comes up that says prismium co- container compromised. And um, you and for some reason when it does that, like the screens also just pop up like just a bunch of, you know, chemical readouts about the thing in there. Mm-hmm. And um, I think... This is me, like, using a little bit of, like, authorial uh, power to do, like, a little little retconning, as it were. But I think that what happens is you immediately recognize uh, the phrase prismium because um, that is, um, it's a, in in the legacy of photon men and photon boys (laughs) and this one lady photon, um... Prismium's kind of kryptonite. Oh no! Oh, it's not like this being in the same room as this is bad. But if someone wanted to, like, there have been times when, um, like, someone has like caught a photon man in like a prismium cage or like a or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like we I can't think maybe just, at one. We can't just move through it. 
Exactly. Yeah. The, like that. That's that's its thing. It is a like it. It is a prism, and your like light form gets like caught up in it, and it can even be like damaged by it potentially. Um. So and normally it's not a big deal because like because like kryptonite, it's it's from space. Um. But it seems like these folks have like made their own. Oh no. Um, yeah. You fools! Um, what have you done? Yeah. And so you are. Um. And so um. What is she really planning? She's going to do something to Photon Man with this. You oh, can no. you can guess that. Mm-hmm. Um, what what does she want you to do? She actually answers that by um, like tucking it under her arm, like pretty casually, and saying. And I think this also informs uh, the or the the first part, which is like. It's all means to an end. You'll understand that eventually. But in the meantime, I'd suggest you just go and li- listen to that record I gave you. Just no. enjoy the ho- enjoy the holidays. Let me like enjoy your youth while you have it. Let your adult self take care of business. Um, and I think this will also probably reveal how do you get her to talk to you, which is like. Well, obviously, one, you could talk about music. You could talk about Evil <laughs> Empire, which she gave to you. But also, there's just the element of, like, she clearly has, like, a sort of emotional investment in the thing going on here. You can poke at that. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Now, Luke is going to get in her way. He says, like, no, you're not going to push me aside. Tell me what you're going to do with that. There's nothing good that- you could be have planning with that. Sorry, there's nothing. You can't have anything good planned with that. <laughs> okay, that you know, you you did the. Th- I think like she is. It's sort of funny. Like she's, she is like her whole deal is being super fast. You this break in and knocking all these guys out probably happened like seconds before you showed up. You know, mm-hmm. um, she is walking very slowly towards you. As, do, as, as she says this um, and says like so like you didn't so yeah. she's like because you filled the thing like she has to talk with I'm just weighing my thing because you haven't like done something that will force her to you know reveal the deep truth or whatever but no. she is going to talk with you um, listen when you're my age and you've been through the kind of shit I've been through, you're going to have a way different understanding of good. I mean, I think I think we both already know that we're in slightly different perspectives when it comes to that. With this, I'm going to be able to sort out some things that have been a big problem for a long time. Look, I don't like Harold, but killing him isn't going to help you any, is it? Really? I can uh, roll that as a provoke, even if. Uh... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that's a provoke. I would say she's susceptible to your words, given you know that you are her younger self. <laughs> and let's see. Oh, I get a I get a minus to provoking people and assessing situations with guilt. Oh, awesome. excellent! <laughs> Love it. Oh, great. Okay, so this won't work out for me, probably, or at least hopefully, mm-hmm. last one did. <laughs> yes, we got a two. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> oh no! All oh, right, no. so let me just take my break my potential down here. Great. Shut up, idiot, yeah. younger me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah actually, yeah. it will help. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Everything's yeah. gonna be better when he's dead. Killing my dad will absolutely. Killing our dad will absolutely fix everything. <laughs> They'll I just get you, another no. senator. I know you've watched anime because I also watched anime. Killing your dad is always the right option. God. Okay. Um. Ah, uh, man, you've just now I can't use any of those because you did. Uh, <laughs> you, no, no, it, no, it's okay. Just cut them out. It's right. fine. Yeah, it's fine. No, no, no. Um, I think she she glares a little bit, and I think she says. Um, you're right, it won't help me any, but it just might help you. And with that, she is gone. She oh, is, like, next you. Yeah, like, a paper, like, floats to the floor. Oh, shit, Luke's gonna have to chase after her. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we... I, I, I think, like, I think we immediately, like, sort of pan out to see, like, two, like, you know, white lines just sort of zipping away from there, you know? Um... And I think that probably is another good place to cut. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're on the subject of dads, mm-hmm. um, we cut to Juno. And so, <laughs> like, uh, Pippa would like to be spending time with Juno. Mm-hmm. And that's not, you know, off the table. However, she did have some prior engagements. I did tell uh, Adrian that, that we would spend Christmas Eve together because she couldn't make it to the, to the standard party. Right. Oh, that's true. So, mm-hmm. Pippa forgot. Well, Pippa wasn't there, so Pippa had no way of knowing. But <laughs> it's okay. And like Juno probably told you, and she's not going to be there like all, yeah. all day or whatever. Right. But like, so he mentioned something about going to get hot cocoa somewhere. Um, and so I guess what kind of what sounds like a fun place for that to be? Is it just like a normal cafe? Is there some kind of particular spot that sounds fun? Oh, hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's, like, an older place that's, like, actually kind of far away from, like, Asterian Industries, right? Like, the whole, like, Mm -hmm. that whole part of town, even though it feels like Adrian lives there. It's like, oh, you actually have a life outside of this place, I see. Um, so, like, it's kind of far away, and, you know, Juno just flies there to meet him, of course. uh, Extremely bundled up. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, older, um... It's probably half of a bookstore, you know, one of those places. Uh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, it's like old and quiet and probably won't be open super late because it's Christmas Eve. But it's a nice place to right. sit and like have coffee and cocoa and, and sandwiches, you know, like the kind of place you'd okay. go to when you were in college, which is probably why he's still fond of it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah exactly. He's probably been going yeah. to the same place for like 20 years because he's one of those old guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Can, can I make a um, can I make a suggestion on the venue because it's the uh, Venture Brothers okay. is one that just jumped to me. Uh-huh. Uh, run by a time displaced uh, Chinese guy who goes by Ko Ko like Sao Sao, uh, but you know, <laughs> yeah, just really into chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um. So yeah, you're having that. I guess I think it's fun if we sort of like jump in like and made yes res. So like, what do you think you've been talking with him about? Um, I think we've just been talking about, like, 
Oh, getting caught up on the Christmas party and old Christmas parties, right? And like, uh, yeah, you know, looking at pictures on his phone that he took of the most recent one because people wanted to take pictures and videos to wish her Merry Christmas, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that like while you're doing that, like you 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 were doing that like while you were waiting for your uh for your drinks to be served, mm-hmm. and so the barista comes up who I'm going to say is, like, I don't know, like, just, like, just off the top of my head, cute alt girl with green hair. Mm -hmm. Why not? Um, Like, it's like, hey, here's your drinks. And as she, like, and as she, like, gives you your drink, she sort of tilts her head and her eyes widen. It's like, oh, I'm sorry if this is rude, but are you Starcross? Oh god, it's starting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Juno kind of makes like a slightly abashed face and is like, "Uh, yeah, that's me." Wow, hey, so uh, thanks, you know, for uh for saving the city. <sighs> uh, <laughs> oh, Pippa. I'm sorry, I don't I, I didn't know if you had like a secret identity or something, but like the the hair and the the eyes, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's kind it's, of a dead giveaway. Um don't worry about it. It was a, it was a team effort, really. Uh, okay, <laughs> like she she sort of she says that in like a sort of like okay yeah like you know like the, what's going on in her head is like yeah they were all there but like only one of you like you know summoned a black hole. It's kind of a <laughs> little, bit, little bit of an angel summoner and BMX bandit situation in that context. Um, uh, and so she's like, uh, would it be okay if I took a selfie with you? <laughs> sure. Uh, she kind of get like, she also looks at Adrian and is like, I'm so sorry. Um, and then like, <laughs> you know, leans back a little to take a selfie with this barista chick, makes a V, makes a V with her fingers, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. She does too, takes the pic. I think that, I think Adrian looks like mildly, I, I think when you like look up, back at him after this adrian looks like mildly amused because like this is the like you're kind of getting exactly what you've been so obnoxious about wanting for your entire yeah. life and, and you're very clearly regretting it so i don't think he says anything but he's giving you kind of like a like a dumb little look mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and i uh, think actually adrian. when she walks away she she breaks like the the nice facade and points to Adrian and says, "Don't say anything." <laughs> <laughs> I, he he take he like blows on his cocoa a little bit, and he is like, "Well, I didn't want to, you know, talk lab stuff at the uh at this meeting, but I have to admit I was rather impressed too." Well, it was, yeah, it's complicated. I guess I'm happy everything worked out all right in the end. He sort of raised an eyebrow and he's like, is there anything you'd like to talk about? Um, I'd make him so mad. She's literally like going through all of the like. The stages of mm-hmm. grief while thinking about this. Just like, mm-hmm. oh no, this would make him so mad if I told him, but I would like to tell him, but I can't tell him. Um, and yeah. just like, 
The the black hole wasn't my idea. That's why it was a team effort. The the black hole was Pippa's idea. Um, so, you know, and I I guess I just kind of went along with it. So it feels kind of weird that I I'm getting all of the media coverage. I guess he raises an eyebrow. Um, <laughs> the other one, they're both raised. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I forgot what the first one. <laughs> no, that's because he's gone from like one eyebrow raised to being like both are up and like. Mm? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, think... that's a really funny idea for a comic panel. His expression hasn't changed at all, except yeah. that both eyebrows are up now. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. he's got, if, um, if you say anything else shocking, he's going to have to somehow invent a third eyebrow. <laughs> God. His pineal brow. That's right. <laughs> His mustache slightly elevates. Yeah. Well, no, he has a chin strap, like, and uh, never mind. <laughs> His chin um, strap elevates. No. Oh, that sucks no, so bad. No, no. Um, um, but, yeah, I think, I, th- I think he says something like, she didn't pressure you into it, did she? No. And there's enough silence there <laughs> to be a little yeah. awkward. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, no, it's just, it was a last resort and I didn't want to because it's, I mean, the whole Gorox thing and the black holes thing is new and it's all scary and dangerous and, and you know, if something had gone wrong, the whole city could have been sucked in. God only knows. Um, you know. Well, listen, I didn't want this to be another talk about, you know, what you do and trying to rein you in or anything like that. I, obviously, with what happened, it's hard for me to think of a situation where the city wouldn't almost get destroyed, but I think it would be best if you're uncomfortable with controlling that particular power that you set it aside for true worst case scenario situations like that and we can obviously if you want to if it's something you would like to have more control over or if you'd like to assess whether it's better to be something left alone there's always the labs and we can work on that on whatever schedule you prefer But in addition to that, you've done a very excellent job of not getting pushed around by me. And I know that obviously you care about Pippa a lot. And I've accepted that that she's a part of your life now. And it's something (laughs) that makes you more comfortable. But he, he looks very awkward and is like sort of like, I just have some... I, I know... I know Pippa is her own person, but she does remind me of some people who have been at Asterion who had their own ideas about the way things should go and are not at Asterion anymore because of that. So just be careful. I will, and don't worry, it 
literally can never happen again. Um, so at least I have that under control. But this superhero thing's a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. Oh, I wonder if uh, anyone might have told you that for years. <laughs> Do you want me to go? <laughs> Just again, pointing a finger at him. Just like, I can go. Oh, <laughs> and he's, he's, he's just like he like raises his hands defensively yeah. <laughs> but you know like a mock thing um then I, I think he he goes back to his cocoa and like you know takes a little sip and he says well you seem to be doing a pretty good job of it but if it ever gets too complicated, you're always welcome. And he just sort of like, you know, gestures, not even necessarily towards the labs, you know, right. but just, you know, a sort of sense. And I, I think something I'd almost forgotten, he adds, um, though with everything that's been going on, when your uh, evaluation comes uh, at the new year, I, I'll definitely be voting in favor of your continued autonomy. Oh, I forgot about the evaluation. <laughs> right. Um, he he gives a slightly like you know pained little smile and says like, I don't know if this makes things uh any better or worse, but uh after this recent media uh boost you've gotten, I think that uh, Mariam will also think that having you out and about will be a good PR, as it were. So don't be surprised if she calls you about potential partnerships or something like that. Again, yeah. Well, you know, the plan was not to be Asterian's personal superhero. She hasn't even taken a drink of cocoa yet. She's been... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, and I don't... We'll see how it goes. I don't necessarily know if I want to keep just being the Asterian girl, even if that kind of is inevitable, all things considered. <laughs> um, but if it if she loves it and it means that I can stay out, then um, I'm glad for her. <laughs> he he just sort of like. Not 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 even a shrug, just like, just like the most like noncommittal little movement of you know of assent possible. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, and I think that sounds like a good. That seems like a good place to cut this. Mm -hmm. um, when we get back, a lot of stuff is in play. So we'll see. For one, for one thing, um, how's the big fight? <laughs> like, and I think like actually what we get, which will serve as like the transition to what happens next, is that like. Like in the in the frame of him doing that little like <laughs> that that little expression, you can see like uh like I think there's maybe like a TV that's on mute or something like that uh nearby and like there's a newsreel like saying Christmas held hostage with a shot of the observatory yeah. where Pate is currently fighting for her life. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll pick up on that uh, next time in Big Gay Nerds. Until then, stay Big Gay Nerdy.
Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Connor, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L., Giraffe Scarves, Hell Bloodhands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and access exclusive content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word about us on social media. We are at biggaynerdscast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and co-host. And if you'd like to hang out with us and other BGN listeners, join the BGN fan discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.